Lord Saints, Amen. Welcome. Welcome, welcome to Mantle of Prayer tonight. Amen. I'm excited about what God's getting ready to do. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. God, hide blunder behind the cross, God, that I might be not be seen or found or detected in the spirit realm. In the name of Jesus. And we plead the blood of Jesus around me, in me, through me, or anything near me. In the name of Jesus. I come against distractions overtly, unconsciously, subconsciously, in the name of Jesus. And we pray and we believe your word. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen and amen. Amen. Turn your Bibles, amen, to the book of Numbers 22. The book of Numbers 22, Old Testament, Numbers 22, and starting at the 22 verse, amen, down to the end of the chapter, Numbers 22. Amen. Number 22. Amen. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. Amen. Thank God for the word tonight. And I'm excited about what God's getting ready to do. Hallelujah. Won't be long for you. We're going to hit it and quit it. The only way I go longer is something because the Holy Spirit draws me there. Amen. This is the book of Numbers. The book of Numbers, Old Testament. Says the purpose of this book was to tell the story of how Israel prepared to enter into the promised land. How they sinned and they were punished and how they prepared to try again. So the children of Israel constantly sinned. God forgave them. He sinned again and forgave them again. It was repetition. Repetition in this book. Numbers. Amen. This book was originally wrote um, by Moses. Moses wrote this book. Amen where the book was written in the wilderness during Israel's wanderings in the desert. So while the children of Israel were roaming in the, in the desert, um, God gave this book uh, to tell them what to do and what not to do. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, Three key scriptures in this book here. It says here, none of men, none of the men who have seen my glory and the signs of I performed in Israel. I'm sorry, in Egypt and in the wilderness and have been tested by me. Amen. So we go into this book and by the time we get to this, Twenty uh, second chapter, Amen. God begins to deal with 
Balaam, who was a prophet. Balaam. Mm. 
or the Son of Man. Who changes his mind? And does he speak and not act? Or promises and not fulfill? In other words, God saying that whatever God speaks, it will happen. Amen. Everything, every word, the Bible says that every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God will come to pass. It's not a wish or coulda, ifa, I think uh, I pray uh, but when God speaks the word, it will come to pass. Verse 22, Numbers. Numbers 20, I'm sorry, Numbers um, uh, 22, it says this, And God, God's anger was kindled because he went, and the angel of the Lord stood in the way of the adversary. Now, God is speaking through the prophet. And this prophet decided, again, he wanted to make a little money. Wanted to make a little game. So he decided to work with Balaam and Balak. And to do what the enemy wanted him to do for prosper. And so we have to understand that we are not should be moved by game. We not we, we should not be moved by profit. We must not be moved by our feelings. We must not be moved what somebody says. But it says every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So if your friend tells you something to do that does not line up with the word of God, even though they might offer you a lot of money, it might have offer you a gain, it might offer you a house. Because it looks expedient, it looks like it's important, it looks like it is a blessing. But if God does not tell you to do something, you're, you're, you're going to get in trouble, in trouble with God. And what we do is we don't want to get in trouble um, with the Lord. And, 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 and when we get in trouble with God, that's why Israel... Um, people just went in, they went into bondage, because they lied, they cheated, they did all kinds of things, and then they would pray and, and ask God for forgiveness, and God would, uh, they would, they would repent, and He would go back again, and give them manna from heaven, and would do all kinds of things, because God loves us. I don't think that man can fathom God's ultimate love. Love is not what it says, but love is what it does. I repeat that again. Love is not what it says, but love is what it does. And true love and happiness, it's not about, we're not talking about a sexual love now. We're not talking about a friendship love. We're talking about the love that radiates from heaven for God, for us. Simply because he loves us. And then we get in trouble sometimes because of different kinds of love. 
But ultimate love comes from God, not from man, not from things, not from people, not from prophet, not from gain, not from prophecy. But true ultimate love comes from God. So you can have a million of dollars but still be unhappy. You're going to be a millionaire and still be miserable because you spend the rest of your life thinking, who's trying to steal from you? Who's going to, who is your real friend? Who really loves you for your money, for yourself? So we can't get in trouble with money or gain. Because God loves us beyond what and who we are. And we have to realize that on our own. Nobody can teach us about ultimate love. But God's love is forever and ever and ever. My God. So now, can you imagine? Here is the prophet. He was given a little money. And so he said, now I'm going to give, give you this money. But I want you to take this and go down to the other camp and tell them this is something else other than what God tells us to do. That's why you have to be so careful that where you go and how you fellowship and who you with because it has to line up with the God. And then the scripture says, line upon line and precept upon precept. So many people will preach, preach to you and jump and shout and, and go from chair to chair. But if their words lining up with the word of God, line upon line and precept upon precept. Because the Bible tells us that in the last day, that one of the things that Adam knows that the enemy comes is he comes with enticing words. They give us these words to romance our hearts. They give us these words to romance our spirit. They, they give us this romance thing and know that we're going to have a husband that's going to do this, uh, a wife to do that, that kids going to be great. Uh, because we're romancing with our words and our deeds. But God wants us to love him and him alone. Because when we don't do what God calls us to do, that is when we get in trouble with God. We get in trouble with God. Amen. So, let's start at verse 20, uh, 22. Numbers. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, Numbers 22. Now, this is Salem and the talking ass. That is King James Version. 44th miracle. And God's anger was kindled. In other words, and now God was angry. And God was angry. He was kindled because he went. And the angel of the Lord stood in the way for an adversary against him. Now he was riding upon 
his ass, and his two servants were with him. Now, God's saying here, he says, and they loved the prophet. God was angry with the prophet. Because if God gives a prophet or pastor a leader a word, he wants you to deliver the word, not the icing, icing itchy ears, eyes, or romancing this, but just, just drop it. Just tell what says the Lord. So he says, and God's anger was kindled because he went. And the angel of the Lord stood in the way for an adversary against him. So God got angry with the, with the prophet. And so he summoned an angel from heaven there to stand before the prophet, the donkey, to stand in the way so that the, the prophet could not go and lie and do things that things that are not God. God sends us sometimes in the midst of God, in the midst of making great decisions, will send us an angel to let us know that they're going the wrong direction. And here the prophet was making a wrong decision and God so he decided to summon an angel for the Lord. And that angel stood in the way for an adversary against him. Can you imagine here? Here's the prophet just riding along in his big ass and just having a good time and carrying his food and carrying his blanket. And it just wasn't the prophet. The Bible says there were two people with him. And he said this, now he was riding upon his ass and his two servants were with him. So that backs it up. It was not just the prophet, it was not the, the junkie, uh, but it was two other people with him. Verse 23 says this, And the ass saw the angel of the Lord. Now here it is talking along, you know, when you ride on a horse, if you ride on a horse or, or a donkey, it gives you like this little bump, 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 um, and stuff like that. So here, they're riding along, uh, trying to get the, the, the false prophet to go to give a word from the Lord. The servants were with him. 23, and they asked, oh, the angel of the Lord. Now, can you imagine? Now, the human being, medical word, the homo sapien could not see in the spirit that there was an angel ready to kill them. That's why you got to be so careful that what you say and what you do and who you follow lines up with the word of God. 
that God would send down somebody to destroy him, and he didn't even know he was getting ready to be destroyed. Because he was focused on making money. He was focused on giving a false prophet. Because this prophet himself was false. But he was going to create the illusion that he was going and doing things for God. And then the ass saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way and his sword was drawn into his hand. Can you imagine that somebody was getting ready to kill you and you never even, you would never even realize you were getting ready to destroy, be destroyed? That you are so, um, so high-minded. You are so, so wanting much money. You want so much gain. You, you think you have all this power, but here, the enemy that God, God had sent an angel to destroy the prophet. So we have to be careful how you run from place to place, from person to person. You have to be so careful that the people that you're following, the people that you're running to see, are they filled with the Holy Ghost? Are they filled with itchy ears and enticing words? Are they filled with things that you fighting? To the point that you, that all you can say is, oh, I know I had a wonderful time, um, but I don't remember what the message was, but I just know I had a good time. There is a time that you're not listening to hear the word of God. Amen. It says this, and his sword was drawn in his hand. When you get ready to go to battle, you're going to have your your, your sword uh, drawn. You're getting ready to cut somebody. You're getting ready to kill somebody. You're getting ready to destroy somebody. You're going to get ready to say, I'm going to kill you or let I die. I'm not going back. I'm not going down. I'm not taking back. God has given me a purpose, and my purpose is to preach the gospel. My greatest purpose is to draw people to the kingdom. God's purpose is in our life when we make up our to do what God has called us to do. Because we are like, we are walking right now in the natural, but in the spirit, there's another place that you can go, and God can tap into your mind and know what for you are. Who's for you or who is against you? Because everybody that says that for you is not for you. That's and right. You have to discern good from evil. Come on, come on. Discern from evil. Amen. Let me say again. Yes, saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way and his sword drawn his hand, and the ass turned aside out of the way, and went Bakusha into the field. So when you have a prayer when you, when you have a consistent knockdown, drag out prayer life, you sense something. You might not know who it is. You might not know where the game, where the danger is coming from. But 
it. We wanted to do things on his own way, on his own conditions, and he wanted to make a low run. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go that again. 23. And the ass saw the angel. I like that one. He is a prophet. This is the preacher. This is the pastor. This is the leader. This is the prophet. He could not see or discern the spirit of God. But guess who saw the angel? It wasn't a man. But it was the donkey. It was the donkey, a donkey that could not speak, a donkey that could not talk, a donkey that only followed instructions, a donkey only carried things uh, for burden. He was a burden bearer, yoke rewarder, destroying donkey. He was right there in the midst of it, and God opened the eyes of the jackass. But what about the prophet? There's no saying anywhere that he, at this point, recognized uh, that the angel was standing there to destroy him. Which means the prophet did not discern that the enemy or the angel was sent there specifically to kill him. But the jackass did. Ooh, that's a word. We have to learn to discern the word of God. We have to discern from good and evil. We have to discern what is right and wrong. We have to discern these things. Once we come into the kingdom of God and we take on the nature of Christ, the Holy Spirit, under the unction of the Holy Ghost, when we read about it, when we pray, when we fast, when we seek the face of God, the discerning spirit will kick in and let you know. Stop. They might not know where, they may not know how, but the Spirit of God got a hold of the donkey. But the prophet didn't know what was going on. Do you know what's going on in your life? Do you know what God's trying to tell you to, to do in your life? Do you know how to pull down strongholds? Do you know how to do these things in the in the realm of the spirit beyond our bodies? There is another place that we go in to God when we pray, when we fast, when we seek our faith. And we do are we doing what the word of God says? Can we hear and see and discern the things of God? Are we great pretenders? Are we great pretenders? Mm. Do we carry on the, the, the facade of being anointed? Are we carrying on the, the facade of I'm just, I'm just so full of God? Do you have, you have that, that anointing, anointing. You know, God honors his word. You say something in the name of Jesus, God is honoring your word. Mm. He's not honoring your lifestyle. He's not honoring where you go. He's not talking about how much clothes you wear and what new shoes you got. Um, he's not that place to stay. But when God heals, God delivers, God honors. Anytime you say, 
for in the name of Jesus, God knows because of his name. Apparently, this prophet either didn't know, didn't care, or just wanted wanted to do what he decided he wanted to do. But when you feel, see, when, 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 when you come to a point in your life that you've given your life to Christ, you begin to grow, you begin to search the scriptures, you begin to know him for yourself. At that particular time, you should know with a shadow of a doubt that you are filled with the Holy Ghost. So that if there is a question of whether or not you are filled with the Holy Ghost, then it's time to go back to the drawing board. Okay? And so how do we go into a self-check? Like you go to a mechanic, you think, oh, they hook you up on the computer, and then they say, oh, this works, and this is not working. This is okay. This needs to be plain. Because we're doing a self-check. And self-check talks about love, kindness, uh, long-suffering, uh, joy, happiness. The self-check to let me know beyond the shadow of a doubt that I am filled with the Holy Ghost. And that's what God wants us to be as a people. We have to know that without a shadow of a doubt that the blood of Jesus is in us now. That we are filled with the Holy Ghost. And that feeling of the Holy Ghost begins, amen, uh, on the day of Pentecost. And he says on the day of Pentecost, uh, when they are on one place, and suddenly there was a sound from heaven. So that's when the Pentecostal experience comes. Amen. But here, the prophet now has made up his mind he was going to do something against the will of God. He was going to give a prophecy for these people that was not from God. That's why we don't particularly like running from revival to revival with these out-of-bound prophets because I said, you don't know the lifestyle, you don't know what they're doing, and don't tell me, don't judge me. Uh, I judge you according to the word of God. The Bible says this, uh, uh, holy, 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 the whole earth is full of your glory. Yes, yes, but is that prophet still with the Holy Ghost? Is that prophet speaking in tongues? Is that prophet living right? Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Yes, because he acts on his word, not on his people. He's acting because you say, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And something happens when you bring that name, Jesus. But at this point, we don't see nowhere. And this thing with Balaam, him talking about the Holy Spirit, being moved by his power, he was more concerned about things. Things. Things don't give us deliverance. Jesus brings us deliverance. Balaam was a man that wasn't so much after God's heart. Again, but he was 
because God knew it, God spoke it and said to him, he allowed to open the mouth of the donkey. Could you imagine you're just riding along in the desert, me and two other people, and God sent this baptist, this huge angel before him with a drawn sword, tied, and lifted up, getting ready to kill a prophet. But God was with him. God was with him. And the, and the donkey discerned and saw death coming. We have to understand sometimes things happen. It's not because we want it, but because God allows it. We're all here for a short time. You don't know my date, I don't know your date. Sometimes people say, oh, well, you're the sickest, so you're going to die early. But God makes that decision. And in the process of it, God speaks and actually literally opens the mouth of the donkey. He instant creates a, a council for the, the donkey. He, he instantly opens the mouth of the jackass and he purposely speaks in perfect English to understand what we saying, and he began to tell him, but all these years, have I not followed your instruction? <clears throat> can you imagine the prophet said, oh, this donkey can talk. He said, but all these years, I followed your instruction. I carried your burdens. I carried your things. I locked, I found the field. I did everything, everything you asked me to. But this time I turned away because I saw the death angels to kill you, but yet you want to kill me. God uses anybody. God can use anybody or anything. And it's his will. But the donkey at this point saved the life of the prophet. Can you imagine? The donkey saved the life of the prophet. Is this something? Right. Verse 25 says this. And when the ass saw the angel of the Lord, she thrust herself onto the wall. Okay, first of all, I gotta clear this up. The aim, this, this, this thing, this, 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 this donkey was a female. You know, sometimes a female, sometimes a little more stubborn than male. It says this floor. And when the ass saw the angel of the Lord, she thrust and crushed Balaam's foot against the wall, and he smote up. So here the, here, here the donkey is trying to perform how to uh, avoid being killed, and, and the prophet tries to curse the jackass that he, he was the rider. And he couldn't understand why. 26 says this, and the angel of the Lord went further 
and stood in the narrow place. So he said, you know what? I couldn't kill a limb one. So I'm just going to go a little further. See if I can do it. And the angel of the Lord went further and stood at a narrow place where was no way to turn either side to the right and or to the left. And here the donkey continues on. But then they got into a narrow place. You know, sometimes we get into a narrow place position. Sometimes we get a narrow straight. We don't know what to do. Should we go left? Should we go right? Should we go ahead? Should we back up? Sometimes we get in spiritual places that we just don't know what to do. And this is what happens. They get backed up in a corner and the angel sitting right there and say, okay, I got you now, buddy. I got you. I got you. You can't get away from me now. My God. And says, 27 says this, And when the ass fell, the angel of the Lord, she fell down under Balaam and Balaam. And the angel was kindled, and he smote the ass with a flag. So, this poor donkey was getting beaten. He's gotten beaten two or three times, and now he says, he's beaten him with a flag, and he's beaten him with a stick. Because he's trying to tell us, turn around, don't lie, don't do anything wrong. But 28 says, that, and the Lord opened the mouth of the ass, and she said unto Balaam, what have I done unto you? Have you ever had a situation in your life that your friends you say, what did you do? What did I do to you? Why do you treat me this way? Why, why do we don't talk no more? Why do you act like you don't like me no more? Why are you always upset with me? I just want to know, what are you doing? What's the matter? What's the stuff? Can't you can't see what I see? I'm a donkey. But you can't see that angel trying to kill us both to the point that you want to run into a place that I cannot do And God opened my mouth because I want to let you know you're just a stupid prophet at this point because I'm trying to protect you, but you're trying to kill me. Ah, walk it, drop it. What have I done unto thee, Sister Jacket, that thou hast smitten me these three times? So here, the donkey's saying, now, we done done the, look here, bro, we done this three times. I don't know, it's one for the Father, one for the Son, and one for the Holy Ghost. And I'm trying to help you, and you're trying to kill me. You want to take a step and beat me down. And I'm trying to help you, and I'm not a human being, but God allowed me to open my mouth and let me say, let's follow you. I think you need a pair of glasses. <laughs> because the angel's trying to kill us all. Have I always tried to be obedient to you? Have everything you told me to do, I've done. Every time I saw the two, I did it because you want me to do. And this one time I saw you, watch out, you gonna kill us both? Smitten. He's smitten me. These three times. So we just go to the three times, folks. So come on here. If I need glasses, you need glasses. You don't see what I see, and I don't see what you see. But all I know is 
we can sit here and say, sure, why don't we find that? Come on, I'm going to and the lump said, I'm doing that. Now, now we're talking. Now the ass is talking back to the donkey. Oh, first he wasn't talking at all. Then he couldn't see it. Then he didn't know what happened. And now all of a sudden the prophet came to his senses and began to talk to the ass. Because thou hast mocked me, I will there, I would there were a sword in my hand. For now, I will kill you. So now the prophet is talking to, to the donkey. I want you to know, look at here, this three times, one, two, three, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and you're trying to kill me, and the Father said, look at if I had a sword, if I had something to kill you, if I had something I could kill and destroy you, because I'm the, I, I am man in charge, but you're not listening to me, you're trying to hurt me, he said, if I had that stuff, okay, I would kill you, bro, I would kill you. Verse 30 says this, and the ass asked unto Balaam. So now the ass is talking back to the prophet. Am I not? That ass? Am I not your owner? Am I not your friend? Am I not carried your word? Have I not carried your food? Have I not carried everything for you? But why do you treat me this way? And he has said unto the prophet Salem, Am I not thine ass, and which thou hast written every since I was upon this day? Have we done this all our lives? And will I ever rot? Will I so upset with you? And he said, No. So the prophet descended and said, You know what? I might be talking to a jackass, but you know what? That makes sense. Yeah, he's never tried to burden me. No, he's never tried to hurt me. No, he's tried to kill me. And I don't know what's going on. But let's sit down and talk about it. Again. I was thine for this and ever want to do so unto thee. And he said, nay. 31 says, and then the Lord opened the eyes of the lover. And God opened the eyes of the prophet. And God opened the eyes of his people in the, in the desert. And God opened the eyes of our ministers, our preachers, our teachers. And God opened the eyes of the unsaved. Once they give the right to Christ, and he said, and God opened the eyes of the prophet Balaam, and he saw the angel of law. So the prophet finally opened his spiritual eyes, and he saw with his own true spiritual eyes the angel. With a sword strong, ready to kill. Standing in the way. And a sword drawn, 
in his hand. Bowed down to his head and he fell flat on his face. Now you must understand that here this whole conversation between the donkey and between the prophet and the prophet was upset and the donkey got mad and he constantly opened his mouth and then the, the prophet began to talk back to him and they had a whole dialogue and, and uh, finally God allowed him to open his eyes, open his spiritual ears and see that the angel was standing right there to kill him, cut him off, die, and discriminate, to kill him from the earth. And the prophet finally, at this time, he understood and he said and discovered that the only thing he could do was sit, go down, get on his knees, and bow down as a sign of submission, as a sign of, God, I apologize for what I've done. God, I apologize. I made mistakes. Well, I, I apologize for things I didn't understand. I didn't see. Apologize. Because if not, it was the spiritual eyes of the donkey that the prophet did that. Let's realize that we've got to learn to listen to God. We've got to listen to the word of God. You've got to pray the way of God. You've got to discern right from all good and evil. We have to love him with all our might. We have to love him with a passion. We have to love him with a fervency. We have to love him with a fire. We have to love him until we have no strength. We have to do whatever we have to do to get to the kingdom. Because Esther said, I love one of my favorite verses in the Bible. That for who knows we are to come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Now, because we don't know the day or the hour. But the sure thing is that we will, we will get to that hour. We will get to that dispensation. We get to that place in God. But we have to bow down and acknowledge Jesus is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And that even though I might be a prophet, I might not know all the answers. Even if I'm a preacher, I might not know all the answers. Maybe I might, I'm an elder, but maybe I really don't know a lot of stuff that I'm supposed to know. Even I'm just an apostle, but I just don't know everything because there's no man on this earth who see all, know all, in this world today, there's nobody, there's no man, no human, no woman, no man, no nothing can see everything and hear everything from God. We have to discern good from evil, right from wrong, good from bad. Because God loves us enough us to have a first chance, second chance, and a third chance. And God created the whole vocal cord so that he could speak through the jackass. Because the prophet 
we've got to hold on to the word of God. We've got to know his precepts. We've got to know his directions. You've got to have the times of prayer. You've got to have the times of fasting. And the times to know who God is for yourself. Because nobody will stand before you for God. But God will allow you to stand. And you will be judged according to what you did. Not what mama say, daddy say, husband say, kids No, you will stand before God for yourself one day. But this prophet decided he wanted to do his own thing. But thank God for the donkey. But the donkey had enough humility to still be a servant while he was being kicked around, abused, neglected, not treated right. Just kicking and moving and let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. He didn't give him a break, but, but, the, but, the, but the donkey knew that he was a servant of God. Sometimes we get so high-minded and so it's be good. Sometimes it's good to be a donkey. Because a donkey can be a servant. A, a donkey can understand. A donkey can be submitted. A, a donkey can be be led uh, uh, where they need to be go, where they go, not because they want to be big shot, but because they're just following the leader. Hallelujah. The donkey and the ass. Ladies and gentlemen, which one are you? Are you a leader? Are you a follower? Can you hear you, God? Can you hear God? Can you see God? Or you think you see God, and you, 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 you believe that you see God. But all must line up with the Word of God. Am I living like God called me to live? Am I doing what God called me to do? Am I praying like God called me to pray? Am I confessing every night, Father, forgive me for my sins and my shortcomings? Because the Bible says that this is the day. That the Lord has made. I mean, we can, not everybody feels a jump and shout and carry on. But I want you to know, we have to know Jesus for ourselves. As I always do every night, I point you to the cross. I point you to Jesus. And if you wish to give your life tonight, give it. Turn your Bibles, amen, to the book of, um, of Romans 10. It talks about how, what you must do to be saved. Amen. Just go over that scripture real quick. And we're going to go with them. We'll be happy. Let's turn your Bible. Amen. To Romans 10. Romans 10. Hallelujah. Romans 10. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Romans 10. This is God says, this is what we must do. To receive righteousness, to receive salvation. Romans 10 and 9. And if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, 
shall be saved. For with thy heart a man believes, with his mouth he confesses, made unto salvation. And for the scripture says, Whosoever believe on him, which is Jesus, shall not be made ashamed. Amen. So, that's our invitation to Christ. If you wish to give life, your life to Christ. I don't want you want to spend your whole life in the wrong position with God. I don't want you to go to hell because you didn't acknowledge who Jesus was. I want you, I don't want you to be like the prophet, but had money, had power, and wanted more money. And when the angel came, the prophet could not see God. But the jackass, or the man was riding on, could see and discern that the angel had came to kill him because he was not following the direction of God and the will of God. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We thank you, God. Please let us know. Be, be in your will. Let us know what your word says. God, let us know um, when we're going wrong. God, let us know. Don't let us be like the prophet that could not see the truth because it would be being uh, high-minded and, and secure and who their own was. God, we see the blood of Jesus around us and us true and everywhere. This is your word. Uh, and Joel says, for this is your word. This is the word of God. Um, I can do what the word says I can do. I can have what God says I can have. I can be what God says I can be. For we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And I want you to know, don't be like the prophet that could not hear or could not see. But be like the donkey. Listen, discern, and let him know that the enemy was out to destroy him. It wasn't so much the enemy, but the fact that the prophet was getting ready to do something God had not told him to do. Amen. And we thank God for the word tonight. We thank you, God, for the Holy Ghost. We thank you for all the countries on the line. We thank you for the countries and where um, in the United States and outside of the United States. I thank God for everybody on the line. We thank you for what you're doing on behalf of the nation. Amen. Uh, we will continue to pray, pray amen, for uh, the countries. Amen. Especially in Iraq, Iran, those areas of the fighting, um, 80, um, for the, um, the hurricane. Um, and pray for the United States of America. Amen. And so we don't end up in another war. Amen. So we thank you in advance for the blood of Jesus that uh, surrounds us and keeps us in his perfect will. Um, we thank you, God, for the mind of Christ, because if we don't have the mind of Christ, we certainly can't function, because without our mind, we can't function. With our mind, we can't understand. Without our mind, we can't think. With our mind, we can't even imagine. With our mind, we have no sense of direction. Um, but he says, be ye renewed by uh, your mind. Amen. So we thank you, God, for the word, and we thank you for the Holy Ghost. We thank you, God, for the sovereign will 
will of God, the sovereign, meaning the will, the only will of God in the name of Jesus. And we pray a blessing on you right now. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. If there's anybody on down the line um, wants a, a, a prayer or needs anything specifically, um, uh, we pray for Amanda. Uh, I don't know whether she's on the line or not, but we pray especially for uh, Amanda God in the name of Jesus. I thank you for pray for her children, her husband, and everything in her atmosphere, everything that gives her mind and clarity of thought. Uh, give us all the mind and clarity of thought to do what God has called us to do and where God told us to go and be what God has called us to be. Um, in the last evil days, we thank you for every country on the line, um, all these areas, Vietnam, uh, Dubai, uh, Africa, Haiti, uh, all these countries, God, that connected us with us. Uh, we thank you, God, also that God's opening doors for us recently, as Secretary says, look at some uh, instructions from, I don't know what's TVN or the Word, the Word Network um, in this last week on an email. So we thank God, God knows, God's knowing what we're doing. We're just doing something that God called us to do, and we're not going to do no more, no less. We're not to make, we're out to make big money. We're just, I do what God's calling you to do. But I see that God's opening up tremendous doors for us um, in the process of it. And I thank God that these saints around the world, in Russia, Haiti, and these areas, in some of these countries that haven't been listening to this stuff on the internet very quietly because they're living in these countries to, to uh, Europe, a free public radio and talking about Jesus because uh, could uh, be killed. Um, so uh, again, we thank you for being a part of tonight's program. And uh, we thank you for the word tonight. And we thank you for being a part of us or just for listening. You know, even if you didn't make any comments, the fact that you're listening for a word from the Lord, and we praise God for that and divine favor um, on behalf of uh, our network, our, na our radio network that we've established every night of the week. Uh, basically, there's somebody on the line, um, the Papa Holloman, we have Papa um, Erica, we have uh, Daphne, which will be a new minister on the line as well. So we're prospering, we're growing, we're maturing um, in the things of God, and uh, we praise God for what he's doing for us right now. Tonight, if there's any other words, let me know, and if not, we're going to close out, close out, because we don't want to be on the line all night long. People have to work, uh, people have to do things, and uh, we're not here to hinder anybody. We're just here to um, to uh, give the word. Amen. So we're going to go ahead and wait. I hope I don't hear any other comments. So what we're going to do. Father, uh, we thank you for your word tonight. God, we thank you for the message about the ass and the prophet. God, we thank you because when man does not hear from God, God makes a way for the word or the, the word or the instructions is on the earth from one direction or the other. God, clean us, wash us. David said, beat us, purge us, but don't take your spirit away from us. So God, give us your word. God, deliver us. God, save us.
save us, God wash us, God cleanse us, God hold us in the palm of your hand. We thank you, God. You know about what's going on in the other countries. And God, whatever your will, whatever your divine sovereign will, God, we know today that we're soldiers who killed the American soldiers overseas. God, we pray for the families of the fallen, the the fallen soldiers um, in in Afghanistan and surrounding countries. But we know, God, according to your word, it says all things work together for the good. God, I don't understand it right now, but you don't tell me to understand what you tell me to believe. So I believe what your word says. God, you promised me you'll make a way for me. And I know that you will do it because your word said so. And I'm standing and I'm waiting for the, your directions. I'm praying and I'm waiting for the directions of the, the, your directions for your people. And the behalf of your people for the intent of their heart. God, let the, the intent of our heart be gracious towards you. And God praise you for who you are. Thank you, God. There's a song that says, you know, if I don't know what to say. I just wave my hand. So I thank you for your words. I thank you for your kindness towards me. I thank you for blessing the podcast. I promise you for who you are, God, we love you more than enough. God, let me fulfill my purpose in my lifetime. God, I don't want to leave anything on this earth that you have not promised me to do or anything to say or anywhere to go. God, open doors for me and my podcast. Open doors for us that we might spread the gospel of Jesus Christ by no other name or in the name of Jesus. I pull down every stronghold, everything like God. I come against every spirit, every hidden spirit, sneaky spirit. I come against every spirit around me and me through me as well as everybody in my podcast. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. All saints, God bless you. Heaven smile upon you and your people, your homes, your families. Prayer. My grandma says this. Much prayer, much power. No prayer, no power. Little prayer, little power. So we thank you, God, for the prayer. And we thank you for the power. And we thank you for the manifestation of your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you. Amen and amen.